Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Sheila Zielinski Show today. I have a very special guest, but before I bring out my guest, I want to just give everyone an update. I've been getting a lot of emails in regards to my dad, and I just wanted to give people an update, and I want to thank you, first of all, for your prayers for my father, who at this time is dealing with an inoperable brain tumor and stage four cancer. He is now in palliative hospice. But I'm not giving up on believing for a creative miracle of healing. And so I've been just praying for that. And I'm asking you to stand in agreement on that. I was just back at a benefit and I was just really amazed at what an impact people said that my dad had on their lives. So, you know, he's a very special man. I'm very close to him. He is saved. I want to let everyone know. So I'm asking you to hold him up in prayer with me. His name is Bob McClarty. He's not your average bear. So I'm really praying for a miracle for him. And boy, I just really appreciate everyone's prayers. So thank you for keeping him lifted up in your prayers. I'm actually under the weather. I've been sick this last week and just probably physically run down a bit. You know what? I noticed myself and the more I really stay on top of all these headlines because we post the best ones we find every single day over there at Sheila.media. So do check out our headlines. We keep them updated. You know, we're always getting a steady inundation of just insanity. All of us are really just being bombarded. That is really the definition of trying to wear out the saints, right? The enemy is trying to wear out the saints because look, we made it through the aftermath of the midterms. All that was exhausting enough. We had Kavanaugh, the caravans, which is still happening. The shootings, the gun grab, the politics, the Democrats just never stop. And then, of course, I had to deal with Thanksgiving where, uh, oh, guess what? You got these liberal lefty lemmings at every one of your Thanksgiving. There's always some family member and they want to just Trump bash and with their little trendy feminist husbands, these little Ahabs who capitulate in fear of retribution to these women. One of them always has to bash me about my Trump support because, listen, I feel like I'm like the only Canadian who thinks Trump is great. I live in a country where I'm serious. I think about 97% of this country hates Donald Trump. And I wish I was exaggerating. I literally have been physically accosted for wearing a vote Trump pin before the election. I could write a book just on stuff that people have called me. I've been called Hitler. I'm a right wing conservative who rails about the carbon neutral bow down to Mother Earth tree hugging greenies, this eco cult up here in British Columbia, Canada. It's like California on steroids, this cesspool. And speaking of steroids, I'm like a Hitler on steroids to these people in my neighborhood. So listen, I need to get out of here. But anyway, you know, I feel like I need a spiritual shower from all this 24-7 nonstop muddy insanity. And you know what? I don't think it's just me judging from my email. So I'm really excited today, folks. I have my favorite German. Well, he's actually a former American who's now pastoring in Germany to address this. I love this guy. He's a really powerful deliverance minister there in Hamburg, Germany. And listen, because unlike most shows, we don't just talk about issues. We actually equip you. We help you. Sometimes we don't need more information. We need transformation. So I'm super excited about this topic. It is an awesome, awesome guest. It is the one and only Elvis Newhart. The mic is yours, my friend. Take it away on this incredible teaching. Well, hello, Sheila. Great to be back. Thank you very much. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Boy, looks like we had a little bit of that red tsunami going on. Wow, going through all of that. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. I want to look at this because it's like, what do we do now? Now it's after the election and things have played out the way they play out. And as Christians, we can look at things. And it's, it's uh, you know, they always say hindsight's kind of 2020. And 
you know, and like I like I was thinking about Thanksgiving is, you know, they always tell you when you're around the family table or when you're at certain places, they want you to avoid certain topics. Mostly the topics they want you to avoid are religion and politics. Well, guess what? We're not going to do that today. We are actually going to talk about religion and politics. And the title of what we're going to do tonight, and I just titled this as Seduction, Witchcraft, and Politics, because the three do go hand in hand. And it's like, you know, when your kids have been outside playing in the mud or playing outside, sometimes you have to bring them in and take a bath. And I tell you, you know, with everything that's been going on here, you know, ever ever since Trump became president, and then it's like they've been waiting for two years for this election we just had. I mean, wow, they started counting down the days at the beginning of August, and I almost couldn't hear it anymore. And actually, coming up to the election, the last few days before the election, I said, you know what, I'm just going to let things cool. I'm going to avoid news. It's just going to be last-minute smear, slander, campaigns, whatever else like that, and just a lot of stirring up of fear. And, you know, that that starts in August, and then we had the pounding of uh, Justice Kavanaugh, and that was just another thing where there was just this constant pounding that came through every direction of the media. You couldn't turn on the television or turn on your computer or go into the internet without being constantly bombarded with this. And one thing I want to bring out here, because I've only seen this in a few little spots in the news, but not only one, but two women now are in trouble with the Department of Justice and face possible jail time for issuing false statements. And they've actually even confessed to this. One lady just simply, she wrote, she goes, well, I heard about what was going on. I was triggered. So I just sent in my letter with these accusations against Kavanaugh. And I was speaking with my wife about this, and she said, hey, wait a minute, if you get triggered about something, that's your issue. I think we've had, en- we had enough of that where everybody was talking about that and it was just a constant bombardment. And we made our way through that. So uh, one last thing I'd like to put in here, too. It fits into the message. But, you know, and who can forget uh, who can forget our modern day Spartacus, our very own congressman out of the great state of New Jersey. Right. Spartacus. And, you know, the real Spartacus in the end, he was nailed to a cross and left and left by the side of a road. So, and they've actually changed the laws in the state of New Jersey that says that he can run for Senate and president at the same time. So, wow, just when we thought thought we ran out of things to pray for. Well, you know, the Bible does tell us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, and we're going to look at that. And this is where we're going to mix a little religion and politics tonight. Again, we're talking about seduction, witchcraft, and politics. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, it says, Be not deceived. It says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Like our mom and dad hopefully taught us, you know, it says, don't, don't be around people you don't want to become like. And that's one of the big questions. Well, who, who do you want to be like? And there's so much going on. Uh, in another area, I'm actually giving a many-part series about a deliverance that took place 44 years ago. Now, deliverance has advanced in, in those years, and we've learned more and more, praise God. And we just want to thank the Lord and thank the people that have gone on before us. And and uh, have really went through it, everybody else who's been getting their prayer. But you know what? A lot of the same manifestations that happen today were happening happening 44 years ago because the enemy always plays with the same deck of cards because the same old tricks keep working on people. And you'd think we'd learn, but you know what? The devil is a crafty one. 
But what I want to look at here is, turn with me to the, to the book of Romans. We're going to briefly be there before we go on. But in the book of Romans chapter 1, I've mentioned this before, and I want to point this out before, realizing the people that you're around or realizing the people you're associating with, or for example, if I, if I see a video on YouTube or if I see something on the news and I see these protests and I see, I see these riots that have been going on, you got to ask yourself, do you want to be around those people? Do you want to associate with them? And if we look in Romans chapter uh, chapter 1, we're going to start out in verse 21. You know, Paul's talking down, and in verse 21 it says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Okay? Can you see the little, you know, even in this, we can start seeing a little bit of the comparisons for what's going on today. They became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And that's a fruit, and that's a result of a heart being darkened, is when people fall into agreement with these vain imaginations, science falsely so-called. They were trying to sell fake science 2,000 years ago, and they were warned about this, right? But now notice this. It says, their foolish heart was darkened, and professing themselves to uh, to be wise, they became fools. And tell me we haven't seen that over and over and over again uh, just, just in these last few months and on, right up on you know, to the election and after the election. Wow, look at all the excuses that are coming out now. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the country of Mauritania, we have Mauritanian collusion now in the congressional elections and everything. You know, it's all this, right? But it's just professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And you see this here. I mean, it's really pretty bad when your own political party has to pull you off the television and say, please quit speaking, you're hurting us. But what happens here is what we see as we go down, you know, and after verse 22, things really start going downhill quickly, right? And what you'll read in in the next verses as you keep going is you'll see everything that, that a certain group of people that are behind Okay, they're trying to make that normal. They want to make that normal. And if you do not follow that, you're abnormal. Okay, you're bad. You're wicked. So I encourage you to read the following verses. But for the sake of time, let's go forward and let's go down to verse 28. And it says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Yes, folks, again, written roughly 2000 years ago. And they do not want to retain God in their knowledge. And it's, it's incredible, the things we hear against God. And every time you want to watch a movie or see a show, their biggest thing is they want to prove that God doesn't exist. And, oh, this religion is just foolish, even though none of them have probably cracked open a Bible, right? And it's all foolish, but they want us to believe that one day we're all going to get, you know, we're uploading this consciousness, and boy, yeah. And, you know, I, I, can't, even, I can't even see a movie anymore, a recent movie with uh, Kano Reeves. Forget the name of the movie, uh, but w- what, it, what it's about is his, his entire family dies in a car wreck. No problem. We're just going to build them all brand new bodies, and we're just going to imprint all that right into the body, and then everybody can just go on living. And what a complete disregard for God. And their whole belief is is that the entire mind, you know, they, th- they think that they can basically shove you into a computer now and you'll live on happier. And by the way, movies are one of the biggest propaganda tools out there that they use this. 
right? But I want to see this. We, we can go into this really, but in verse 28, it says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, and they were proud about it, well, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And let me tell you, folks, the King James Bible is uh, saying it really nice and pretty and polite right there to do those things which are not convenient. And, you know, there's a few things we might hear about. Then there's the things we're not hearing about. Then there's the things that are on the edge that we're hearing about. It's like as soon as we hear hear about something, it's usually been going on for probably 50 to 100 years. And like when they come out and remember when way back when when they were de- debating the ethics, should we clone sheep? George Bush was saying, should we clone sheep? And lo and behold, it was like a week or so later and boom, you know, the next sheep came out. And then they're talking, well, should we be doing this with humans? Folks, they've already been doing with this humans and trying. Because if we can just destroy God's order, if we can just get this one, then we can really prove that God does not exist. Now, we're going around, but to do these things which are not convenient, well, let's look at some of these non-convenient things, and let's see if we see any patterns here or any uh, relevance to what we've just seen, you know, on this lead-up through the elections, during the elections, and now with what we have, what we have and what's going on after the elections now. It says, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. Now, let's look at that word, maliciousness. It means to be intentionally harmful, to hurt you on purpose. Do you think they're going to do this? To hurt you on purpose, right? Full of envy. Envy is the lust of what you have, and especially if you have more than those that have not. And you see, the way, to, the way to cure envy is just take from those that have and give it to, to all those that do not have. Okay, that's called the redistribution of wealth. We could go into Marxism here. Again, not all, that's not our message tonight. But when we get into those that are using seduction, witchcraft, and they're using deception, and it's all in, in the name of politics and what they flood us with in the media, and yes, in the churches, okay? There are major religious organizations, the Catholic Church, let's just call them out, the Catholic Church and the Lutheran Church of America, preparing the way, preparing the way for all those endless caravans coming up through Mexico, coming up through Central and South America, basically for anywhere, anywhere right? And they're using the Bible. I could, get, I could even go over all the Bible verses they're using, and what they want to do is they want to compare this political move to the Israelites coming out of Egypt. Well, you know, you were a stranger in a strange land, so be kind to strangers when they come through. Right, okay, but it's not talking about mass mass migration to change the political landscape of a country, to change the political landscape of a country and to model it in the image of something it should not be. So notice this here too. We're going again, we're going down. We're in Romans chapter 1 verse 29 now. A list almost 2000 years old, full of envy, murder, okay? We heard about that recently. Anybody died in the political process? Murder. And this is the one that really opened my eyes when I first read this here and debate. Debate, 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 debate. Debate and delay. Debate and delay. Okay, let's debate. Let's have a journey of discovery. Oh, let's talk it out. You know, I've seen a lot of examples of this, hey, let's just talk it out. You know, we, we see these people, have you ever, uh, you know, maybe you've sadly been on one of these programs, and uh, if you look at a program with Tucker Carlson or Hannity or, or anywhere, even on CNN, what will happen is, is that they will, they'll go and they'll start speaking, and then they'll have, they will have these panels on, and then the debate begins. And I tell you what, I have heard some of the most interesting things come out of people's mouth, okay, that borders on insanity. Well, let's keep reading, see if we hear it there, okay? Debate, deceit, 
malignity, okay, comes from malign. It's an intense ill will. Are we seeing that? Intense ill will. And now, go, like I said, go back up, go back up, start in verse 21 and start reading down that list of people who do that. Who worships the creation more than the creator, okay? Where the creation becomes the God and not the God that created it in the beginning. And the thing is, is like, do I want to identify with that? But you know what? They are very slick at selling it to us. We're going to look at this, right? Malignity. Whisperers. Any whispering been going on? Any false accusations? How about this? Verse 30. Backbiters. Haters of God. Despiteful. Proud. Boasters. Here's another interesting one. Inventors of evil things. Written 2,000 years ago, but talking about exact stuff today. Inventor of evil things right? Like cloning humans, uploading humans into computers. By the way, speaking about that right now, if you go to Sheila Zelensky's website, SheilaMedia.com, you can find a book called Technogeddon. Order that book and read a lot more on that topic. But now look at this, inventors of evil things. People, they were doing it 2,000 years ago, and they were doing it 2,000 years before that, and they are doing it today. Covenant breakers, people, this is a whole list of spirits that are in there, right? This this covenant breaking, and you're going to go make a deal with them, right? We've all heard the term, you give them an inch and they take a mile from you. Covenant breakers. Now, here's the next one, without natural affection. People, it is amazing what these people are in. Okay, without natural affection. Here's one. Do you really think they care about all these people they're trying to bring in? And let me tell you something, people that live in Canada and also in, in the United States, they've been already doing this in Europe. You might want to take a little, a little look of what's been going on over here. It's gotten so bad that in Sweden that even the Swedes voted, voted more right this time, saying, you know what, maybe it wasn't such a good idea we did this in the first place. And you know what, but they felt so good about it when they did it. And they had so much of that social justice virtue, and they had so much virtue, and they were such a, a shining example to the world. And now all those countries are going, oh my God, what have we done? And they were led by Denmark. Denmark said, no more. Sweden said, well, we got we to gotta reconsider this. Where they actually let the people vote, they've been doing state elections here in Germany. And people really started voting against this. And you know, like, like they're saying, this last election, they're saying, well, the election's about Trump. Well, in this one, they were voting in the state elections here in Germany. And Merkel's party was so, what was so humiliated in defeat is that she'll be stepping down now. And there were people that were jumping up and down about that. And that's great. And I said, but you know what? You know what, Christians? We still need to keep praying because uh, they're having Angela keep the seat warm. Don't let them bring Satan in. And the first person whose name came up to take this to, to take Angela Merkel's uh, seat is a globalist banker by the name of Mertz, who is with I believe it's called BlackRock. I'm like, who's this? Yeah, people. There are there's an entire banking system that we do not see. Private banking. You have the corporate banking, right? You have national banking, and then there's a. Whole. Are you aware that the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, is made up of six banks from around the world? And one of those banks is right here in Hamburg, Germany, sharing things. Wow, we got off into that one. But let's go back to without natural affection. There is no natural affection for humans. Really? Oh, they really care about you, right? And they're pushing for they're pushing for the abortion, right? Boy, to go into that one. Without natural uh, affection, implacable, implacable. They're not moving. They're not bending. You see, and this this is the foolish thing. We're like, well, hey, kumbaya, let's just all have a little talk and we'll do this. No, these people have this in them. They're demonically programmed to defeat you. And guess what? What's the next word in verse 31? Unmerciful, because that's nowhere in them. Unmerciful. Now, 
this is really something because we look at this and this is, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this who you want to identify with? And people are like, well, no, but I could just as easily go up to those verses, uh, you know, from verse 23 through 27 and say, well, are you into any one of these causes here? Is there still something inside of you that draws you, draws you to that cause there? Okay. And so that's really something something to to consider. So what we're going to do tonight, and after everything that's after everything that's went on, we need to be washed by the water of the word. And you know, pastors, group leaders, hey, family members, husbands, it's time for a spiritual bath. After you go through all this dreck, and you're like, wow, that's a good German word, dreck. You go through all this stuff, and it's like you know, all the political ads, all this campaigning, everything else like that. You know, really, it's almost like people are exhausted. You feel all of this coming off of you like I'm so glad it's over and then there's going to be a little bit of you know a little bit of unrest going on there has to be because that's what they do right but it's really something and it's almost I can I can almost sense this that they're really going to start pushing this here to the 2020 election but you know what thank God that there's a rest for his people Jesus Christ has provided a rest for his people but what I want to look at here is, you know, we talk about this at times, and sometimes, you know, we either don't think about this as Christians, or we look past this. We miss it a lot of times on, on how close, you know, you have the occult, you have the occult technology of power, you have witchcraft, you have all the sand, you have all this stuff, right, that's linked in closely to politics. And if there's anything that politics and power will really uh, draw close to us is wickedness and perversion. I lived in Denver, Colorado for about about four and a half, five years, and you had the Capitol building in Denver, Colorado, these incredible, you know, big government buildings, everything. Around the Capitol building is that that's where you that's where you had all the drugs that's where you had a lot of the prostitution that's where you had a lot of the male prostitution in that area and it was like wow here we are in the hall uh, the halls of government and everything around it is just a cesspool of darkness yuckiness and sin right so let's look at this the bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge so let's gain knowledge and let's go back to the bible a, a source of truth there we need to be awake right that which those others which the wicked want to throw away and deny. Because whatever happens, I want to be counted on the Lord's side on this. And so in Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 26. And notice this here too. It says, the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduces them. Okay? And so that's one thing here. We're going to talk about the spirit of seduction. There's always a seduction there. And you know what? That's a thing, too. And you see this in, in politics. Oh, come on. That's, this is why you have all the deals. Their motto and their philosophy is everybody always has a price. Everybody has a price is their motto. Now, we were told Paul was speaking to Timothy again all this time ago which is why this needs to be preached and spoken about. And when this is preached and spoken about in the pulpits or shared with the people of God, you know, then they're awake and they see this. Number one, let's go. So let's go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 12. It says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Okay, I'm waiting for the chorus of amen and hallelujahs to go down right now right? All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Why? You got the prince of the world, you have all his people in there, you have all the sellouts and everything, right? Okay? They're going to suffer persecution. You might as well hear the truth, okay? But now look at this. In verse 13, Paul is telling Timothy, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 
this is what they do. So we're going to look at this tonight, and like we're, we're pointing this out, and we're showing this here. It's really good after times like this to take a spiritual bath, let the Lord, Lord, let the Lord cleanse your mind, your will, your emotions, your heart. Have the last months, have the last years really been taxing on your mind, your will, emotions, right? And now notice this other side. They're, they're, you know, One side is not even the other side allowing them a moment just to be happy, right? It's just total destruction because they didn't get their way. And I want to show this, and this is what I said too. It's like, well, yeah, well, Elvis, you're reading out of the Bible. And I want to counter and say, do you think that this only happens in religion? Yes, this happens in religion. This happens in Christianity. This is happening in our churches, in Europe, in the United States, all over the place. Of course, there's a program out there that has to be pushed and sold, right? I was just speaking today. I was just speaking today with a person working in China, and they're there with their family. They are sitting in an international church, right, an international Christian church, which is still regulated. This is like, you know, foreigners having a Christian church service there, and the government comes in and says, there will be no children's church services now by proclamation of the state. And it's like, okay. And I was like, well, why the church services and everything? And they're like, well, you know what? They don't want anybody teaching any kids, any kids about Jesus. Why? It's like Bill Clinton said, remember the children, right? Get a hold of the children, whatever is the most impressionable. Just thought I'd throw you in there. That's a little bit of reality there. Okay, pray for our brothers and sisters over there. But you know what? Let's go to the book of Acts. I want to look at another one here, too. And it's a story in Acts chapter 8. And this is when Philip went down to a town. Acts chapter 8, verse 7, it says, For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. So look at here. We have salvation. We have healing and deliverance came in. It was moving in a town. And notice in verse 8, and there was great joy in that city without any entitlement programs. Sorry. Right. And there was great joy in that city because the people in the city were receiving their salvation, healing and deliverance. And there was joy in that city. Now, do we see any correlations? All of a sudden we see, wow, hey, things are kind of on the uptick in the United States. There's there's a lot of people that are rejoicing. Yeah, having a job. You know, there's a lot of people that don't have to support families on minimum wage jobs anymore. Right. And so there's joy. Hey, there's a there's a lot of happy people, people reaping the benefits. OK, it's almost like they've made a habit out of being offended. It's like a hobby to be offended. And there's also a spirit of protest. And that's what you can bind up now. And that's especially what you can bind up after these elections, when they stir up these people, when they pay these people to go out and do things. Protest, throw rocks through windows, set cars on fire, hurt people with stuff. We bind that now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We forbid that. Okay? And people have already been praying for that. So here we go. There was great joy in that, in, in that city. And verse 9 starts off with, but. Verse 9 starts off with, but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Do you think that only happened 2,000 years ago? Do you think that's the only guy that ever did that? Does the name, you know, what's her name, Abramovich? Everybody who is anybody has been circling with Abramovich. Now, who's Abramovich? Oh, that was the dark-haired lady covered in blood holding the goat's head in her hand on magazine covers. Not in some hidden thing, not some back thing, right out in the open. And it was like the time with Hillary Clinton. I heard one person make the comment, make the comment and go, well, yeah, they're just bringing that up here at election time. People... This goes on continually. 
It is a party theme in Hollywood. It is a party theme in Washington. It is a party theme in New York. You go to these parties where they do this because that is where the cool people are. And not only that. Here's a case in point, and many of you heard this too. You know, there was this point back when where they all wanted, where all the witches were going to get together, having people fly in, or they wanted to do this where they could go and they were going to curse and vex Kavanaugh. They were going to curse Kavanaugh. And actually, it was kind of interesting to see all the places that rose up to cancel the curses and everything else like that and knock that all down. But here's the thing that many people who dabble in witchcraft don't realize, and people who even have been in witchcraft for quite some time, they come in and they're sucked out and they look about 20, 30, 40 years older than they are, and their health is shot, and their finances are shot, you know, their life is shot, their marriage is shot, and they go, I don't know what was going on. And I'm like, well, let's rewind a little bit here. Okay, you were really involved in this witchcraft. What a lot of them do not realize is that in witchcraft, power travels up. And so what happens, and I, I've heard other people mention this too, that at, at this, you know, the big Kavanaugh cursing thing, yeah, you had all these little other people out there that were chanting away, but in the background... But in the background, you had the master warlocks and the master witches, and all they were doing was sucking spiritual energy out of that people, sucking the life out of those people. And they think they're there, and yeah, they feel kind of good about it. There has to be, you know, there's, there's got to be a little something in it for them, okay? But when you dabble in that, when they're doing that, okay, there's always a, there's always a witch higher up that's sucking the life out of people. You know, you'll get a witch that do it, you know, that's a female, or you'll get a warlock that does it. And they surround themselves with young, beautiful, vibrant people, and they basically just hook them, use them as power supplies, suck everything out of them. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, like I said, in the family, relationships, everything. Suck them out, and when they have no more to give, then they kick them to the curb, and that's about the time they walk into a deliverance church. And so one of the things that we pray is we cut off those, those energy connections. We break off all the destruction. They're usually full of destruction. They're, either, they're usually cursed by God and also all the curses from where they left, right? So anyway, let's keep going here. But there was a certain man called Simon, and he used sorcery, and he bewitched the people of Samaria. Now, through all these ads and everything, and maybe it's not all of them, but in, in these processes and what leading up to the election, there is a lot of bewitchment. When Kavanaugh was up, when Justice Kavanaugh was up in his confirmation here, do, do you not think that there was not any witchcraft going on? Sorcery and witchcraft and bewitching the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. And now notice this here too, right? Verse 10, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. Okay? Do you think that that only happens in religion, people? It happens in politics. It happens in everyday life. It happens at your local school board. When's the last time any of you have ever shown up at a school board meeting for your kids? You know, where they're deciding the textbooks or anything? Just saying. But it was interesting, you know? And you know what? And the only thing that threatened him, the only thing that threatened Simon the sorcerer, right, is when the people started believing Philip. And it says, but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, right? And as soon as that happened, the first thing that Simon the Warlock wanted to do was join it, okay? Now, just going back to politics, people, there is sorcery, there is witchcraft. You know, this past October was a very active month in the area of witchcraft. There's been a lot of it. There was like a wave of witchcraft that was practically going around the world. 
you know, and have contacts to people and listening to things, and the strangest things are happening. And even other spiritual people, people that I know that are not saved, but they're kind of spiritual for the other side, they were even talking to me going, wow, Elvis, what's being passed around? What's going on now? And I said, there is a big shift going on. And lo and behold, we have our, had our election. Lo and behold, the strongest country in Europe just had a change, is, is having a change in its leadership. Okay, And people, it's all about power and control. And when it really comes down to it, it all just comes down to destroying you and destroying humanity. Okay? Wow. Now, I want to go into this too. Let's look at this. And I want to say it because Jesus talked about this too. Jesus talked about this too, and it's really something. And, you know, yes, we, you know, our walk with Christ, but there's much more, you know. Jesus didn't come here and just be, be religious. Jesus came, like it says, he came to give us life and that more abundantly, right? And I want to go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 now, okay? And it says, in verse 3, it says, And as he sat down upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And what's the first thing Jesus said to them? And in verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Do you think Jesus knew what he was talking about? And notice how those big questions are. And you know what? There's a lot of this too. One of my big concerns is, is that there is so much deception out there. There is so much fluff and duff out there. I have to confess, I, I'm afraid that a lot of people are going to miss it when the real message comes. You know, how many times were things supposed to burn up, blow away? How many times were the, was the asteroid supposed to, supposed to come kill us? How many times have we heard, well, the end is near? How many times have we heard, well, you know, on this specific date, everything's going to blow up. And then the day after... I guess we got the day wrong. The first thing Jesus said was, take heed that no man deceive you. One of the first steps, one of the first steps for, for no man to deceive us is, number one, to pray for the restorations of our mind and actually to get, this, get the spirits of deception, okay, sorcery, and get, get our deliverance from that deception, sorcery, and witchcraft because they've been working it on you. They've been working it on you, Okay. And, you know, and Jesus goes right down the list, right down the list. He says, you know what? A lot are going to come in my name saying, hey, guess what? I'm Christ. Let's go. Right? You know, I, I, there's even the point here, too, where it's not even going to be really uh, uh, a man coming and saying, hey, I'm Christ. They're just going to digitally or somehow with a computer or a laser project one up in the sky. And there we go. We got a 2,000-foot Jesus, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, looking down at us and saying, hey, here I am. Let's go, folks. You know, he talks about the wars and everything, but that's in Matthew 24 to go down. That's a whole other sermon. But the big thing here is, is that, you know, they were asking, well, what's the sign of your coming? And when are the end times going to be? And the first thing Jesus said is, take heed that no man deceive you. People, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. Because we're going to need that, and you're going to have something inside of you go, you know, they're talking that, and boy, he sure is handsome and wears great jeans and talks really nice, but something inside of me still says, don't believe that man who's speaking right now. Let's go on. Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, I want to go to Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. Verse 17, it says, Now I beseech you, Paul, Paul is speaking here in Rome. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Okay? And that can be religiously, and that can be politically, and I would even like to say that should even be a bit more in the common sense realm, right? 
some of those things that our parents tried teaching us or sober-minded people, you know, teachers, aunts, uncles, people that, you know, it says, you know what, you really probably shouldn't do that. That's trouble, right? But you know what? We, we, should, we should note these at every level. Hey, whether it's in a religious sense, a th- theological sense, you know, in a political sense, and not even political, but you have all these groups out there now, and what do they do? They want to cause divisions and offenses, contrary contrary to the good manners, contrary to the doctrine, contrary to the good way of life that you've learned. And it says, avoid them. People, there are people, there, there should be places or things or whatever that you, you should not even engage them. Right? It's like, well, I'm going to go out there and, and counter-protest them, and I'm going to go argue with them. I'm going to get right down there and argue with them. Okay, go armed with this knowledge. If you go, you're going to be arguing with a demon. And if you're going to argue in the flesh with a demon, you're going to lose. Because you're going to scream back and forth, okay? This, was, this is the big frustration. You can, go, you can go and you can list all the facts. The demons don't care, Okay. They don't care about the facts. They don't care about the truth. Remember, they are just there. They don't even care about that side. The demons don't even care about the Democrats. They're just like, you know what? We're going to use and we're going to do what we can do just to destroy humanity, just to destroy God's creation. Do you think the demons care about the dolphins? Do you think the demons care about the, the rainforest or the trees or the migrants or whatever else like that? They don't care about that. You know, if you look, you know, I remember uh, it was several days ago, I looked at the uh, front page of the Drudge Report, you know, and it was right before the election. And it says, America divided. Yep. And the demons high five each other and says, look, we've got them all hating each other. It's just time. We'll just wait. Lord, give us a sober mind to see this. And remember, it's that spirit of protest. You know, people, you have such authority out there. Bind up the spirit of debate. Bind up the spirit of protest. Bind it. Forbid it. Say, no, we're not going to do this. You're not going to do it. You're not going to go through our city and start setting things on fire. You're not going to go and start destroying things. You're not going to be punching people in the face. You're not going to be kicking them out of restaurants. We bind that, break that, and forbid that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we break this spirit. We break this spiritual drunkenness off of our minds and our spirit now in Jesus' name. This fog that has been brought over us as a people in Jesus' name, we break that in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we ask for that a spirit of soberness and strength would be over our minds now in Jesus' name. We need our minds. We call our minds back from all the webs of confusion in Jesus' name that they want to put on us as a people. Because people, when it comes down right to it, you know, it's not, you know, we're not here to serve Paul Ryan. We're not here to serve Chucky Schumer. You know, we're not here to serve whoever else out there. We are Christians. How many times do we have the song, this world is not a home, I'm just a passing through? Okay, and for those that voted, hey, God bless you. Yes, you have a right to vote. Go ahead and vote. Not even, you know, you notice I didn't come on before and even tell you who to vote for, right? But there's just so much out there. Verse 17, and avoid them. Now look at this, verse 18. For the people we talked about in verse, verse 17, verse 18 now. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, is that obvious, people? For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Okay, let's make a note for that. How about we, how about we call out the spirits of, of deception, sorcery, witchcraft out of our hearts? And this was Paul speaking to the Romans back then. Are you aware that in Europe and also in the United States, all the tricks and all the things that they used in Rome, that they used in Greeks, okay, 
all everything that the Stoics and the Epicureans, right? The Neoplatonians, everything that was taught back that back then there too, that's an effect and they still use that today. It's just been passed on from generation to generation. Okay? Right. Let's look at let's look at Ephesians chapter four. Aren't we happy we have the Bible that exposes this? Well, anybody who says the Bible's boring, you haven't listened to one of my messages, let me tell you. The Bible's awesome. There's so much hope and strength in the Word of God. You know, we don't have to feel all you know, whacked out, powerless, and everything. We can just open it. I want to encourage you right now, too. You know, you get overwhelmed. You know, if you feel a certain way, go go enter that into either your smartphone or your tablet. You know, go enter in how you feel at, while, while searching through your Bible, okay? And there is so much comfort in that, you know. And if you're going through it, David probably went through it while he was in one of those caves earlier, too. The book of Psalms to pray. But in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, you know, this is, this is great. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, that we henceforth be no more children. We got to grow up, people. Can't be little kids. We need to rebuke that spirit of arrested development, arrested thinking, this, all the patterns and all the spirits that, that keep us in bondage to being naive. Because that's what they're counting on, being naive. Have you noticed how often they always repeat things? I mean, and, and even President Trump, I mean, those people know that. Look how many times President Trump kept going to certain states, and then he would go to one state and he'd say, well, we're going to be back here in four days. And I'm like, you're going to be back here in four days? And I thought about that, and it's like, you know, it, it's the attention span of people. That's what you have to do anymore. I was shocked when I found out that the attention span of people was seven seconds. Look at your watch. Count seven seconds. That was that. That's where the attention span of people went down. Now imagine my shock where they revised that number and said, "No, it's actually about four seconds." And the marketing people know that, and the advertising people know that. And so this is why it's over and over. That's why there was so much just continual bombing through every network, through every every media outlet to keep doing that because they go, you know, things have gotten so bad, folks. Is is that's how they have to do it? Because like they said, they'll have somebody show up like Trump. They'll have him show up on. On Monday, right? And basically, within a couple of days or so, they'll kind of, kind of have forgotten that, right? They they forget that. And then there's so many people here too, where they go, you know, where where they go and and they completely forget it. So it's like, okay, we always got to keep it in front of your mind. You know, it's a like it's like a lot of these apps on your smartphone. See, isn't it great? We can take a, we can take something out of the Bible and look at it, how it applies today. And so you have these smartphones. And have you ever noticed the updates that they bring down on smartphones or computers? Do you realize that a lot of those updates they do are, are you know, when you keep getting, when they keep coming pretty frequently, sometimes it's not even a change. It's just to keep their app in front of your eyes. Here's the app. I got to do an update. Keep thinking about us. Keep thinking about us. Keep thinking about us. See, people, that's part of the sorcery and the seduction and the witchcraft that they work on you. Look at the commercials that are on your television. You know, do, do you know the timing of them? Next time you start seeing a bunch of food commercials, look at your watch. They even get the late night eaters, right? Hey, it's really late at night. Don't you feel like eating something? And they always do that. And it's over and over. So people, that we henceforth be no more, we be, look at this, that we henceforth be no more children, right? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. And this is good for the church, and this is good for when we're talking about politics. This is good for day-to-day life, right? That we don't get tossed to and fro, right? You know, in the New Testament, it says a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways, right? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Yes, that happens in Christianity. That happens in all 
the religions, but that happens in Christianity, that happens in the churches, that happens in politics. And now notice this, by the slight of men, that slight of men, that's this witchcraft we were talking about. That was Simon the sorcerer, that was his slight of men. And all that cunning craftiness, and they laugh over you, they laugh over you, and they consider you to be just, you know, those flyover states, they laugh at you, they think that you're cattle just to be manipulated, controlled, and dominated, okay? and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. So, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we just break all the card tricks that the devil's trying to play over us in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we cancel these games in our lives. We cancel these games in our churches, Lord, our communities, and our countries in Jesus' name. And we come to you, Lord, as your answer for all of these areas in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, your word says, Lord, that you are the governor of the nations. The Lord is the head of the nations. And hey, the Lord raises nations up and the Lord takes nations down. This is what you can pray, folks. Try this prayer. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we bind the United States of America to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. No matter who's president, we bind the United States of America to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can do that for Canada. Canada really needs it. Boy, pray for our Canadian brothers and sisters. We've prayed that for Germany. We've prayed that for Europe. Pray that. Bind it. Pray for your cities, pray, pray for your communities, pray for the school that you send your kids to, okay? Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I know they have an administration, but we bind our school to the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ in Jesus' name, and it's not of the Lord. We cancel it and cast that down in Jesus' name. The devil will not have free play there in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, you can do that with your families, people. You can do that with your relationships. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, My wife and I, Lord, we're under your authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are there happily so. Lord, we break off all the the chains of deception, deceit, dishonor in Jesus' name. We wash off all this political filth in Jesus' name, all the mind control, all the fog in the mind, Lord. And Lord, just all the weariness that's been applied to our, our, our souls, Lord, in Jesus' name. We rebuke that. Lord, we ask you for a fresh batch of energy in Jesus' name, Lord, a fresh batch of strength, Father, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just wash away the filthiness of the world in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We wash away the filthiness in Jesus' name. Lord, we cut off all the traps of cunning craftiness. And Lord, we pray that the people who do these things... At whatever level they're at, Lord, let them fall into the pit, Lord, in Jesus' name, that they have dug for other people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We break that in Jesus' name. And Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, right now, Lord, we humble ourselves, Lord. And Lord, we don't know how many people are praying. It may be one. It may be one million, probably closer to one. But Lord, we also pray for our countries now in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, we confess the sins of the country that we're residing in right now in Jesus' name, Lord. And we humbly ask you for your forgiveness, Father, in Jesus' name. We turn this country over to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord. Lord, help our good leaders. Help our good politicians. Lord, you know how the good politicians and the honest men and women usually get wiped out so early. Don't let that be so in Jesus' name. We thank you that in in the United States, Lord, that you've raised up a Cyrus. You've raised up a Nebuchadnezzar, Lord. That you've raised up somebody, Lord, that just isn't, for as much as we know, is not just playing along with the devil in Jesus' name, Lord. We pray for America. We pray for the people in America, the Christians and the people in America, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. And we cancel the plans of wickedness over that in Jesus' mighty name. We pray that. Amen. Now, I want to add one part here at the end, and it's very important, and we'll go through this, but it's very important. We add this here at the end. 
Because there are times where, you know, I, I will go ahead and speak and then, you know, I'll see this in the comments sometimes and, and they'll say, well, Elvis, you were talking about curses and, you know, you've got like the Rothschilds and you got all these, you know, elites and everything and they're doing abortions and flying around in their jets and, you know, they get away with everything and they've got all these riches and they're, they're living so high on the hog and everything. It's like, well, where's God working anything with that? Well, my answer is this. One thing is we don't really know what's going on with their life. Okay. You know, there's one thing here, too. We do not know. We Well, we only know of two kids, at least two kids, but there's more. You know, all these kids in, in the royal family that were either born with some type of uh, birth defect or born with something else, and they're put away, and just the world just never really hears from them again. Now, we know of two of them, you know, and there was actually one, Did uh, for all of you that have seen the movie The King's Speech out there, I'd recommend that one. See The King's Speech. It's really something. It's amazing that he became king with his speaking impediment. But go ahead and watch that film. Now, the thing is, is like, well, you know, all these people that seem to have everything. Look at all the disaster stories we see in celebrities. Look at all the disaster stories we see in politicians. And now this one here, too, you know, not judging if these people were wicked or not, but it's like the co-founder of Microsoft, Paul Allen. He, he developed horrible cancer way back in 1983, and then it came back and he died. He died at the age of 65. And a lot of times where that answer comes in is that we are envious of, of what they have. We are lusting after what they have. Listen to it. Oh, they fly in their big jets. They have their big houses. They do all this or whatever else like that. And the answer to that is, well, so what? Yeah, they have that. But you know what? I could sit here and talk and talk, but you know what? Over 2,000 years ago, roughly 2,500 years ago, a person probably hiding in a cave, a person who was really down and out, had the same question. And we can read that in Psalm 73. So I want to read through that again. And I hope this brings some healing for us. Because you know what? We see all the seductions and the deceptions of people out there, the seduction and deception of the world, and you're always bad. And you know what? Like we read at the beginning of the message here, it says, you know what? All those that are of Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We will because the enemy hates us, but we don't have to be there and be powerless. But in Psalm 73, it says, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such are as of a clean heart. Hallelujah, that's true. But notice this right here, right away in verse 2. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. You see, there it is right there, verse 3. They were envy, envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Envy of their prosperity. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. Yeah, isn't it funny? They always seem to be strong and vital, selling us all them vitamins and everything. But their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men. They're not in trouble like me, right? They're not in trouble as other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain and violence cover them as a garment, right? We see that. Their eyes stand out with fatness and they have more than a heart could wish for. They are corrupt and they speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. My, oh my, oh my, whole sermon right there. They set their mouth against the heavens. Therefore, his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. They've got everything. Everything just seems to flow, flow magically right to them. And then they say, how does God know? Is there any knowledge in the Most High? Is there God? Let's debate God. Let's go up on a stage and debate God. I don't know how many of these debates I've seen, and they're, they're just foolishness, right? And they say, how does God know? 
and is their knowledge in the Most High. These are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increased in riches. And now here comes the Christian response, right? It says, and you know what? Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain. I went to church for nothing. I believed in God for nothing. You know, I'm getting my salvation. I'm getting my healing and deliverance for nothing. I'm getting my prayer for nothing. I, it doesn't appear that I'm getting what I want, but I look over at these wicked people, and they seem to seem to have everything. Oh, and the wicked, and they do abortions, and they've got their big jets, and they, they finance all this cruelty. They do all this bad stuff, and, it, you know, and I, I just want to remember people, hey, people, think, think on the end of Saddam Hussein. We're going to get there real quick, right? Now, look at this. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain. Verse 14, for all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. Do we hear that today in the politically correct culture? You're going to say something and you would offend against an entire generation? Look at this. Offend against the generation of thy children. Verse 16, and when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Yes, I read that. I see that. I see that in the comments or people who speak with me on this. When I sought to know this, this was too painful for me. Verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Surely you did set them in slippery places, and you cast them down into destruction, right? How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream, when one awakeneth, so, O Lord, when you awakest, thou shalt despise their image. I do not know how many stories or testimonies I've heard about, you know, whether it's celebrities or singers or whoever, or people that we usually, where we envy their prosperity and we want to have their life. They are utterly consumed by terrors. When I was putting this together, I couldn't quit thinking about, you know, for example, Lady Gaga, who has to have a member of her staff sleep in her bed with her when she's on trips because she's afraid of the demons or afraid of all the spirits, or afraid of all the bad, ugly stuff that's going to come get her. Okay? You want her life? Do you really want her life? Okay? Right. Thus my heart was grieved. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant, I was as a beast before you. I was like an animal before you. Okay? You know the people asking that stuff? Nevertheless, I am continually with you, and you have holden me by my right hand. Okay, that's where I want to be. I, I want God hold, holding me by my right hand and to know that God, God is with me. You shall guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. Praise the Lord. Who do I have in heaven but you? And is there none upon earth that I desire besides thee? My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Okay, the writer of this psalm was in a bad place. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart. You know, there's been a lot of stuff, and especially this year, too, I've really been praying, and there's been a lot of times where I've really asked God for his strength, and God has really answered that one. Pray and ask the Lord for strength, especially when you're going through things. And this is why we need to get all this other garbage out of our minds and out of our spirit so that we can function today. Verse 27, For lo, they that are far from you shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. You see, the focus and the attention was turned 
to the right direction here. It's like, right, you, you know, don't worry about them. Don't be envious of the Rothschilds. You don't know what these people are going through. And here's the thing. Even if these people live a charmed life, like we would say in Montana, even if these people live the life of Riley, their entire life in all riches and splendor and everything, okay, even if they do that, you know, unless they come to the Lord Jesus Christ, they will spend an eternity in hell. And all these shiny t- times here will be quickly forgotten. The thing is, is that these people live around a lot of death and destruction, and they ruin a lot of people around them. You would be surprised where they keep digging up bodies of young girls in England, okay? You would be surprised what people find in the forest in these estates. A lot of these people are not happy. It's really interesting, too. There's a lot of comedians out there and a lot of stand-up comedians out there, and they've had horrible lives, and they've had a lot of pain. Look at Robin Williams, driven, harassed, tormented, right? And see, that's the thing, people, you know, what are the stumbling stones on, the, on your path of peace? What are the stumbling stones on your path of peace? You know, that's a good question. We'll look at that. Maybe we'll share that in another, in another message here. So I'd just like to pray, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we just break the bondage of envy over us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. We ask, Lord, for your strength, especially in areas of our body or our spirit where there is no strength, strength for our minds, strength for our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we pray that right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we break off all death and destruction and misery in Jesus' name. Lord, help us be concentrated on the right things, Lord, not being envious of the wicked, Father, we break that. We fall out of agreement with being envious of the wicked, Lord, this lust for power, the lust of the eyes, the lust of, of the flesh, the pride of life. In Jesus' name, we rebuke that, and we command all of that to go now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We rebuke the spirits of debate and maliciousness, Father, in Jesus' name. All the demonic tricks of drawing us into demonic debate, we break that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We also rebuke and break all the patterns of being easily provoked in Jesus' name. All the patterns of being easily offended in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We break that and we rebuke that. And Lord, we pray for your strength, for your spirit to be in our inner inner man in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, and to lift us and to build us up. Everybody that that's listening to this program now and those that will be listening, Father, we cover them with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you to bless them and deliver them and heal them, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. We just loosen to them power, love, and a sound mind in Jesus' name. And we pray, Lord, that you would restore your people in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Awesome. Well done. This is a really good show. Hey, Elvis, in the waning moments, because we're coming down to the end of the show here, give out your information and how folks can check out your handiwork. Yes, thank you, Sheila. They can. People can get a hold of me at elvishcd at aol.com. That's the email address. So uh, you can also go onto the internet and just look up my name, Elvis Newhart. Would really appreciate your prayers and support for us so that we can keep bringing the, the Word of God to God's people and their help. And uh, yeah, God bless. That's really great. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the program today, Elvis. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed being here. Thanks a lot. Folks, that was Elvis Newhart, pastor from the Hamburg Church of Deliverance there in Germany. His information is linked down there in the description. And guess what? We're out of time. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.